All right, welcome in. Episode four of Bird Droppings. Today, we're going to talk a little NBA, specifically James Harden. Here we go. By now, I'm sure you've probably heard the Philadelphia 76ers have lost their series against the Miami Heat in six games after a 99-90 loss in Game 6. It was at home, too. But the biggest story has to be James Harden. James Harden did something that we've seen out of him before. He laid an egg in a big closeout game in a big spot. He had 11 points in the game. He did have 9 assists, and he had 4 rebounds. But he was 4 of 9 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3. He only took 2 shots in the entire second half. He had 0 points in the second half. His last 2-point field goal attempt took place with 8 minutes and 54 seconds left in the first quarter. In the first quarter. He didn't take another 2-point shot the rest of the game. Now, I know you might be thinking, I mean, it's it's one bad game. It's, it's really one bad half. Surely this is an isolated instance, but it's not. In fact, James Harden showing up in the second half of playoff games this year is rarer than having him deliver a total dud. Look at this past series. In game one, in the second half, James Harden shot the ball four times. 0 of 2 from 3. 1 of 4 from the field for four points. Game two, 1 of 5 from the field. 0 of 2 from 3. Four points. Game three, 1 of 5 from the field. 0-4 from 3. Two points. Then game four, he actually does show up in the second half. He scores 18 points. 5 of 11. 4 of 7 from 3. Game five. 1 of 5 from the field. 1 of 3 from 3 for 4 points. He scored 32 points in six second halves this series. This is a 10-time All-Star. A three-time scoring champion. Seven-time All-NBA. MVP. On the 75th anniversary team. And in a big-time series where he's the second superstar along with Joel Embiid, who's unbelievable. He averages just over five points in the second half over six games. You can't do that. It's your job to come out here and produce. But let's let's take a look at James Harden and his team's last playoff game over his career. This year, 11 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, 4 turnovers, 4 of 9 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3. 0 points in the second half. Last year, 22 points. Nine assists, nine rebounds, four turnovers. Five of 17 from from the field. He didn't shoot well. 
Two of 12 from three. He has some good ones in here, though, like 2020, where he scores 30 points. Five assists, six rebounds. Turns the ball over six times, but he's 12 of 20 from the field. 35 points in 2019. 32 points in 2018. But then you have games like 2017, where he scores 10 points. He has seven assists, three rebounds, six turnovers. Two of 11 from the field. Two of nine from three. That's not going to cut it. And he has 35 points again. And then in 2015, 14 points. Five assists, six rebounds, 12 turnovers. Two of 11 from, from the field, 0 of 3 from three. Like, you, you can't do that. You have to be consistent. Especially most of these years, he's the guy for his team. Now, he hasn't been these past two years. Because he's forced his way out of Houston and out of Brooklyn. All the more reason, like, if you're forcing your way out, you should feel more, you're forcing yourself into a situation you wanted. That should, being somewhere where you want to be should allow for some consistency. I could understand if you're somewhere where you don't want to be, being a little inconsistent, struggling some. But you asked for this in 12 playoff games this year. James Harden has a dud in his last one. He has a dud in his second to last one where he had 14 points, four assists, six rebounds, five of 13 from the field, two of six from three. And he had four turnovers. He has one, two, three, four, five. Six games that you can firmly consider duds. He has a couple meh games in there. He only has like one or two good games. Let's say his first game of the playoffs this year. And his sixth. He has one great game. But to be James Harden. To be somebody that a lot of people consider one of the greatest scorers of all time. You can't be this inconsistent. You can't be this bad, to be honest. And it's been going on for a little bit. Back in mid-April, Jalen Rose on ESPN made fun of this. The pressure on James Harden (laughs) over this postseason is what? Immense. Because I don't know if he's been paying attention, but Philadelphia did something called the process, and teams passed them throughout that process. The Raptors won a championship. The Heat won the East. The Nets added a big three. The Boston Celtics are the number two seed. And so for Philadelphia to have a successful season, they're going to need to win the East. They were the number one seed in the East last year, Mm -hmm. just last year. So for James Harden, his stats got to look more like his MVP years in Houston, where they were supersized. Now they look like concert tour dates. <laughs> I just was looking at them. Four for 15, four for 10, four for 13, three for 12. He on tour. That's the problem. It didn't get better. In the playoffs, six of 17, three of nine, seven of 13, five of 17, four of 11. 7 of 12, 5 of 13, 
6 of 15, 4 of 11, 8 of 18, 5 of 13, 4 of 9. They still look like concert dates. He's not he's not the James Harden that's coming out here in the 2021 playoffs and dropping a 40 in a game. One of the 2020 playoffs dropping 38, 32, 31, 32, 37. Or the year before that, 35, 29, 41, 38, 31, 35. He's not that guy anymore, and it's and it's crazy to see. His teammates know it. His co-star knows it. Joel Embiid. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he's been, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure, you know, since uh, we got him, everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden, um, but that's not who he is anymore. Uh, he's more of a playmaker. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, at times, you know, could have been, uh, as all of us, uh, could have been more aggressive, uh, all of us. Joel Embiid must be exhausted at this point. This is the second year in a row where he's just had to be brutally honest about his co-star. His, co- his co-stars don't get it done. And I'm, I'm not, you can't put this series in any shape, form, or fashion on Joel Embiid. He's a broken orbital bone, and he's out here playing. And he's still doing more than James Harden. I mean, last year, we had the whole thing with Ben Simmons, which led to the debacle this year where he doesn't play all year, and they trade him to Brooklyn for James Harden. I mean, Joel Embiid... Philly fans, they got to be tired of this nonsense. And the worst part about it, James Harden has an option for next season to come back for $47 million. James Harden has the option. Not the team, James Harden. I don't know about you. (laughs) I have a hard time saying... No, I'm I'm cool with walking away from $47 million, especially after how bad I look down the stretch. Nah, you're taking that $47 million every single time. And then what? We, we know how Philly fans are. Philly's going to turn on James Harden. He's not going to like it. He's going to try to force his way out again. But, I mean, who – he brought this upon himself. Who wants him? He's been a problem in Houston, in Brooklyn, now in Philly. I mean, what do you do with a guy like that? It's like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's been a problem in Boston and in Brooklyn and in Cleveland – He's been an issue. These two guys bring it upon themselves, and they deserve every bit of criticism. And if you're Kyrie Irving, you make every excuse in the book as to why you're not producing, as to why your team's getting swept in the first round. I mean, 
at some point, you got to get tired of guys like this in the league. You can't build a winner around these guys. Because at any given moment, they could decide they don't want to be there. They can pack their crap up. They can force their way out. And that's that. So if I'm Philly, if I'm Brooklyn, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next because I don't know what to do with these two players. You've got Kyrie in Brooklyn talking about how every day somebody else is the coach and how he and KD need to get in a room with the decision makers and they need to build the roster. With these two guys, it's worth talking about. In the last two years, in the regular season, James Harden has only played 66% of the total games. Kyrie Irving, it's even worse. In 11 years, Kyrie Irving has played 70 games three times. In the last three seasons, Kyrie Irving has played 44% of the regular season games. That's it. For a load of different reasons. The irony is James Harden was traded for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons isn't much better. For the last three years, Ben Simmons played 48.5% of the games. Didn't play at all this year. If you're Kevin Durant, you've got to be like, are you kidding me? I left a dynasty in Golden State. A dynasty that could have been well prepared to win a championship this year and going forward. And now, you go team up with Kyrie, who's inconsistent at best in terms of being available. Then you add James Harden, who James Harden might be the moodiest player in the NBA. He's never happy where he's at. Well, him and Kawhi. Kawhi's been that way, too. And now you have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't get himself back on the court. He can't stay healthy. He can't... He can't, well, he can't shoot, but... He's barely playing basketball anymore. I mean, will he have a chance to do something next year? Yeah. Could Brooklyn turn out to be the winners of this trade? I guess. But you you can't count on Ben Simmons. Just like you can't count on James Harden. Just like you can't count on Kyrie Irving. What's interesting is what you what you're starting to see is there's a pattern that these players that force their way out of somewhere the grass ain't always greener. Kawhi Leonard left what? One of the most functional situations he's ever been in in Toronto to go to L.A. to fall flat the whole time. Paul George dipped on OKC after telling him that he was going to stay. Got sent out to L.A. and 
That didn't go well. Is he really happy out there with, with Kawhi? Is Kyrie Irving happy in Brooklyn? Happy that he's getting crushed, rightfully so, in the media. Is James Harden happy in Philly? Well, he wasn't happy in Brooklyn. We know that. Like, it's it, the only one who's happy is Jimmy Butler. He forced his way out of Minnesota. Well, that didn't go well. Ends up in Philly, and by all, in, all indications, loved Philly. Loved Philly, loved Embiid. And that's got to hurt Philly fans. Because Jimmy Butler, in postgame, he told you what he felt. Mentioned the other day that you wanted to win this one so you can have something over Joel Embiid. You just spoke to him. What was that message to him? Um, that I love him. Um, I'm proud of him. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I still wish I was on his team. I definitely love the Miami Heat, though, man. I'm glad that I'm here. But I got so much respect and love for Joel Embiid. Yeah, I tell you what. The man literally said he wishes he was still on Joel Embiid's team. He wishes he was still on that Sixers team. But when you have the guy, when you have the guy that works well with Embiid, when you have the guy who's got that same mentality, the same guy that wants to be there, Philly chose to buy his hairs over. <laughs> and Jimmy Butler didn't forget on the way to the locker room, Tobias Harris over me? Tobias Harris over me? Nah, he knows. And Philly knows that it made a mistake. And you have to hate it for that fan base. Joel Embiid knows that it was a mistake. He said as much. And, you know, like I said, I'm happy for him. Uh, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I won't sit here and say I wish... Uh, I didn't wish he was my teammate. Uh, I, man, uh, still don't know how we let him go. Uh, but, you know, I wish I could have gone to battle with him uh, still. But it is what it is. Um, you know, I just got to, you know, keep building and, uh, you know, keep trying to reach that goal. Tell you what, that that sounds like a man who knows that his organization messed up. That the guy he should be teammates with, the one guy who probably mentality-wise fits him the most, they could have had him. And they and they traded him to Miami. Now Miami is in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Philly has now gone 12 straight playoff appearances without making the Eastern Conference Finals. Fourth longest streak ever. That's amazing. They haven't made the Conference Finals since 2001 with Allen Iverson. And I don't see how they're going to make it back as long as James Harden is the number two player on this team. And that's the thing, is that right now, there's no signs of James Harden being anywhere else. I mean, he could always 
show up 20 pounds overweight like he did in Houston and eat his way out. I mean, he could do that. But I don't see him passing up $47 million. We'll see. Finally, the last thing I want to say, changing topics a little bit. Still talking basketball, talking about the college level. So this week, five-star Julian Phillips from Link Academy committed to Tennessee over Auburn. And I just want, I want to point one thing out. Because I saw a lot of Alabama fans coming out of the woodwork to celebrate Julian Phillips going to Tennessee. I just want food for thought here. How does that make any sense? You're cheering. You're cheering Julian Phillips. Picking a rival over another rival. You're still going to have to play him. You're still going to see him. I mean, had he picked the third option, which was the G League, by all means, celebrate. Let Tennessee and Auburn fans know. Oh, ha-ha, the guy y'all wanted, the guy y'all have been after for months, ever since Will Wade got fired and he decommitted from LSU, he's going to the G League and neither of you got him. But celebrating that he went to one rival over the other, that's weird. That's weak. Wouldn't be me if I were an Alabama fan. I'd be thinking, dang, I really wish the G League had gotten him. But that's just me. All right. I think that's going to do it for me today on Bird Droppings. I will see y'all next time.